0: Hello and welcome to Bedtime Stories with me, R.A. Spratt. This is a special supplementary edition because I've got a new book coming out this week. It's my 23rd book, I think it is, and it's the fifth book in the Pesky Kids series. It's called The Pesky Kids, The Final Mission. So today I'm going to read to you the first two chapters in that book. It's a bit of a teaser. Be warned, listening to this may make you want to go out and buy the book so you can read the rest. That's kind of the idea. Here we go. Page one, prologue. Ms Borg may stay in the country while her application for permanent residency is processed on the condition that she marries Mr Pesky right now. Right now, exclaimed April. Oh, what does that mean exactly, asked Dad. Today, clarified Miss Klaus, I did an online celebrants course. I can do it myself. It'll take about three minutes. Oh gosh, said Dad. This is lovely, said Loretta. You have such a beautiful garden, Mr Pesky. It's the perfect setting for a wedding. ''Oh, well, I'll go into town and find a hotel,'' said Mum. ''I don't want to intrude.'' ''You can't just leave us again!'' exclaimed April. ''You just got back!'' Her face had gone bright red, like she hadn't decided whether she was going to cry or punch someone. Probably, knowing April, it would end up being both. ''Besides, this is Kara said Finn. ''There are no hotels.'' ''It's true. There's just Mrs Shahani's Airbnb,'' said Loretta. ''It's not really a proper Airbnb. It's just a futon in her garage. You'll be sleeping next to her Mitsubishi Mirage.'' Mum wasn't pretending to be a bumbling academic any more, but she didn't look like a ruthless operative either. It's been 11 years, Harold, said Mum. I know you've moved on. In the prison, they showed me photographs. They told me about your upcoming wedding. Dad turned to Ingrid. She was staring at him in that unnerving way that made him so uncomfortable. But somewhere along the way, he'd become comfortable with the way she made him uncomfortable. Well, yes, said Dad. Ingrid is my betrothed. I have made a commitment. We are going to get married. No, said Ingrid. It was shocking. She had raised the volume of her voice, which is something she had never done before. This cannot go on. I cannot live a lie. Really, said Mum. In our line of work, it's kind of a professional requirement. Yeah, you lied for years about not being able to speak English, Finn reminded her. But this is a big lie, said Ingrid. I cannot marry you, Harold. Oh, said Dad. He didn't know how to react. He was terrified of Ingrid, but he'd been getting used to the idea of having to live with her for the rest of his life. She'd made him feel safe. "'Oh, it's the saggy brown dressing gown, isn't it?' said Loretta with a sigh. "'We all love you, Mr Pesky, but there are some things a woman can't overlook.' "'No, it is not Mr Pesky's ugly clothes or weak personality or shameful cowardice,' said Ingrid. "'I grow to, like, even respect him, even with all of this.' Ah, said Loretta. She hugged April's arm. "'This is so romantic.' "'Harold, I cannot marry you,' said Ingrid. "'Because... I love another.' Then you're going to have to come with me, said the immigration official, taking a pair of handcuffs from his belt. Ingrid shook her head. I'm afraid I can't agree to that either. She clenched her fists. Then suddenly, every sprinkler in Dad's garden came on simultaneously. The immigration officials yelped with shock. The water was cold, and it wasn't tap water. It was Dad's special irrigation blend. It was pre-mixed with manure and smelled really, really bad. Run, yelled Joe. He was standing by the tap, the faucet still in his hand. Ingrid ran. Chapter one, time to decide. We need to get out of here now, said Mum. This debacle will send up red flags online. Our security's been compromised. We're not safe here anymore. Mum was watching the immigration vehicles pull out from the end of the driveway. A couple of them had tried chasing Ingrid on foot, but they were not an athletic bunch. They soon hurried back and sped off in their cars. Joe, Finn, April, Loretta and Dad were preoccupied with cleaning themselves up. They were still covered in manure-laced water. We're not going anywhere, said April. I need a shower. I smell worse than Joe's feet. "'Pumpkin, get off!' Pumpkin was rubbing his face lovingly on April's soggy sock. "'I quite like the smell,' said Dad, sniffing his own shirt. "'It's the smell of spring in the garden.' "'Spring in the garden after a flock of chooks has pooped all over everything,' said April. "'You're not listening. You need to pack a bag now,' said Mum. "'We need to leave this building in less than three minutes. "'If our cover is blown, there could be helicopters on the way here already.' "'No,' said Joe firmly. This caught everyone's attention. He was so rarely adamant about anything.' This isn't a building. This is a home. Technically, it is a building, said Finn. It'd be more accurate to say this is more than a building. It is a home. April whacked Finn with the back of her hand. Stop being pedantic when Joe is trying to be profound. Besides, Mrs Pesky, you have to be reasonable, said Loretta. This isn't a good time of year to travel. There are too many tourists in Europe and Brazil is no fun when it's cold. You don't understand the seriousness of the situation. Your lives are in jeopardy, said Mum. The Collective are probably already on their way here now. Bah, said April. I'm not worried about the Collective. It's Professor Maynard I don't trust. She could be on her way here too, said Mum. We can get to the coast by nightfall. I've got enough cash to bribe our way onto a container ship bound for South America. Once we get to Chile, we can make our way across country to the Amazon jungle. I know a tribe will give us shelter. No one will ever find us. Nup," said Finn. "'I've got a history assignment due tomorrow. "'I've been working on it for weeks. "'I'm handing it in.' "'Yeah, and I've been made captain of the school rugby team,' said April. "'I've got responsibilities. "'Those drongos need me.' "'And I like it here,' said Joe. "'Harold, talk to them,' said Mum. "'We need to leave.' "'No,' said Dad. "'We're not going anywhere. "'I'm tired of living in fear.' "'Better to live in fear than to die in fear,' said Mum. "'No,' repeated Dad. "'I'm staying.' I agree with the children. If someone comes here, we'll face that when it happens. Hopefully it won't happen. You're mad, said Mum. Yes, agreed Dad. I know. No one was more aware of his mental health limitations than Dad himself. You can run if you want to. Mum turned to the children. Come with me. It's for your own good. Yeah, nah, said April. I'm taking a shower. She headed to the staircase. Pumpkin scrambled along behind, trying to lick her shoes. Mum looked at Joe. He looked at the floor. He didn't want to say anything. Mum knew what that meant. Finn, asked Mum, you're the one who's always logical. You've damaged your credibility, said Finn. Dad may be weak and cowardly, but we know that. Whereas we found out three months ago that we don't know you at all. Maybe it's you we should be most afraid of. Finn turned and left the room too. Like Joe, he didn't want to look his mother in the eye. Mum and Dad were the only ones left. This is a mistake, said Mum. A terrible mistake. That's all right, said Dad. While you are away, we got used to making lots of those. The end. To find out what happens, you've got to read the rest of the book. You can order it through your local bookstore or go to my website, rasprat.com, and click on the book depository banner. They've got all my titles and free international shipping. Check it out. Until next time, goodbye. <music>